Welcome to today's Word of Mom Radio here on the Word of Mom Media Network. I'm your host, Dory DiCarlo, and you know we are here week after week, show after show, just breaking those myths that mompreneurs and businesswomen, especially those of us building our businesses from home, that, you know, we're just dabbling in between bake sales and getting our nails done. We're not. We are smart, we are savvy, and we are sharing the wisdom of women in business and in life, and I'm really excited about bringing today's guest in because I love when somebody comes in doing something, it's like, wow, I never even knew this existed. Susanna Davda grew up in an unconventional household. Her father was a vicar who made shoes for the family as a hobby. She began her career working in shoe shops, then studied footwear design at university. Susanna has spent many years working for footwear brands and retailers within the UK and internationally. She launched The Shoe Consultant, her consultancy business, in 2015 based near London. Since then, Susanna has helped people around the world to launch and grow their shoe brands. I think this is so fascinating. I really do. So I'm very excited about bringing you into the show today. Susanna, welcome to Word of Mom Radio. Thank you, Dory. It's great to be here. I it's, love your podcast. Oh, thank you. Well, it is fun to have you. And I'm serious. You have to take us on this journey of going from, you know, your dad who made shoes for the family as a hobby to you creating this into your own business. So, yeah, I, it's interesting. Uh I think I didn't really think that much about dad making my shoes because it was just what happened, you know, when I was a kid. Um, I did quite like it when he drew around my feet. That was fun. Um, (laughs) You know, and I liked to watch him make the shoes. And then the older I got and kind of into my teenage years and interested in fashion, the less I wanted to wear my dad's handmade shoes uh, because you know they weren't what everyone else was wearing so um poor dad I, I remember the last pair of shoes I let him make um for me and then I kind of felt obliged to wear them but I'm not sure my heart was in it anymore um but yeah and then it was a bit of a gap and I was working in uh, I, I was determined to get a job when I was a teenager I begged to get a paper round um and uh, I mean that was a pretty horrible job especially when it was raining and then I got a job in a bag shop so it sold luggage and handbags and it was a horrible job just because of the the manager uh, who was pretty mean so a big part of my job was to stuff the handbags so you had to kind of pad them out basically so they looked really nice and plump and there was never enough stuffing like I never <laughs> I could never get enough stuffing in for them with the manager to be happy so I was looking for a way out and a friend of mine was working in a shoe shop so I went for an interview there and that was the start of my career in shoes it really opened my eyes to the wonderful world of shoes and I was hooked 
as I said, I was really interested in fashion, but realizing that there was this this part of fashion that was just shoes. Yeah, it, from then on, it's only been about shoes. That's all I've ever done, really. I think it's so much fun, though, because, you know, I have friends, my girlfriend is just, if it were up to her, she would have a pair of shoes for every outfit she had. And she, you know, there are just people that are just shoe horses and just love every bit of it. I love shoes, but I just think it's fascinating because these are things you don't think about. You don't mm-hmm. think about the person who's out there designing shoes and how what you do with your consultancy business, you know, in launching your business, how did you launch that? And how have you seen it just evolving since 2015? Yeah. Okay. So I had been wanting to start something on my own for a long time, having worked in the corporate shoe world, um, as amazing as that was. And I managed to travel the globe and learned so much that I now use to help my clients. But I've always been a sort of um, very square rebel, if that's a real thing. (laughs) Um, And I just didn't really want to work for someone else for the rest of my life. There was just something in me that just the word entrepreneur had always been a sort of very attractive sort of, um, I don't know, but not even a possibility for me for so long. But then I was thinking, what could I do Um, But would be something for myself. It got to a point where I, I had a really long commute to work. Um, the, the company had moved their office. That was really tiring, very intense, very, very busy commute. And yeah, I just, I thought it, it was time. It was time to move on. Um, my husband and I were also fairly recently married. And so we got married in, in spring 2014. And we were trying for a baby and it wasn't really happening. It wasn't happening. I mean, it either is or is it? Or it isn't. <laughs> it wasn't happening. And I thought, okay, maybe if I take the leap and start my own thing, just gradually, then maybe that'll happen for us. And I had saved up quite a lot of money. I, I, had, I had an escape plan, let's say. And I thought let's let's try this i had been blogging under the name the shoe consultant just kind of customer facing showing shoe trends and new new shoe brands and that sort of thing for a while it wasn't making any money but i had the domain shoe consultant and i thought okay well maybe i will actually use the name in a, in a different way and and start consulting for brands so i took the leap and um, promptly became pregnant (laughs) and the timing was amazing it was just literally a few weeks for my my body just to go ah (laughs) there we go Um, but yeah that that um, that time was really interesting and quite an experimental time for my business and I was trying a few different things some um, consumer facing so I was trying things like personal shoe shopping for people and also consulting for businesses and doing quite a lot of speaking, which I still do. But the 
consultancy for people starting shoe brands really was where people needed me. That there was nobody who was helping those people. And the shoe world was and still is pretty closed. It's hard to Google things that you need uh, when you're starting a shoe brand, um, particularly manufacturers. They're not really online, a lot of them. And so I thought, well, this is great. I get to, to be a bit rebellious, open up the shoe industry to people who wouldn't have had access. Mm-hmm. I get to help people, which was something that I really felt was missing in my day job of just developing shoes for people who I would never meet. And instead, I got to help entrepreneurs. And, and it's, been, it's been a wonderful journey. It's so fascinating to me. So what does it take to launch a successful shoe brand? It takes a lot of things, yeah. Um, money, money, probably the most important thing. It takes you know, a good idea, but one that people are actively looking for is, is usually the best idea. If people are searching for a kind of shoes um, and not finding them, and then you create those, then that, that's a ready market. They're already looking for what you're creating. And not everybody starts a shoe brand that way. Sometimes they'll just start it based on their, the amazing designs that are in their head, and that's okay. It just makes things a little bit more difficult in terms of marketing, but it can still be done that way. And it takes an entrepreneur who is ready to listen now, I don't just mean to me, although that's really helpful if, <laughs> if we are working together, um, but to listen to anyone who has expertise, valid expertise, and most importantly, listen to your customers, listen to your potential customers, really try and understand them in as much depth as possible, you know, way beyond the kind of simple demographics of age occupation, location, those sorts of things, but really listening to what your customer desires the most, you know, what frustrates them, those, you know, more in-depth psychological concepts, really. And also then when you, when you have launched, listening to customer feedback and looking at data sales numbers that stuff I find really interesting I know it sounds really dry but that's what your customers are telling you they're saying I love this I bought it you know I must love it that's what it is it's not just a number it's a it's an intention it's a desire it's more than just a number so yes the the most successful entrepreneurs listen listen to experts and listen to their customers again I'm just it's amazing to me how people can find a niche and just be able to take their passion and turn it into a profit. It's so fun. And, you know, we say it all the time here, women start with why. Mm-hmm. We really do. You know, men go to work because this is what they're supposed to do and things like that. But as women start their businesses, entrepreneurs, mompreneurs, we look for the why of what's not being served yeah. and then get in. So for you, you support shoe brands. Do you support individuals? 
Who do you support in your shoe consultancy business? So it's mostly individuals or um, partnerships. Often people start a shoe brand with with somebody else. And also uh, companies that have launched fairly recently. So with the individuals and the partnerships, they tend to be, they have a concept and they want to start a shoe brand, but they need to know how to go about it. And they want to avoid making as many mistakes as possible and spend their money wisely. Um, yeah, and, and they're always quite uh, keen to, to launch as soon as possible, which has its challenges in the shoe world. Everything takes time. Uh, but yeah, so, so it's mostly people at, at quite an early stage, actually. And, and I love kind of helping, helping those individuals, helping um, small teams to make sure that they've got a really solid foundation for their shoe brand in terms of the research that they need to do to know exactly where their brand fits in the market, how to price it, uh, all of those sorts of things, and helping them to be taken seriously then by industry professionals, um, particularly manufacturers, so that they've, they've done all of that preparation that they need so that the manufacturer can say, oh, yeah, this does sound like a really viable business concept, rather than rolling their eyes and thinking, oh, startups, they're such hard work. Actually, it, yeah, my, my clients are received are received really well by manufacturers because they yeah they, they've done that background they they know what they're talking about on that note we're going to take a quick break say thank you to our sponsors i want to talk about like the steps that you take helping shoe founders when we get back so we'll be back here in just a moment on word of mom radio she is brave, she is bold, she is you, and we want to tell your story. Are you ready to share your journey with us on Word of Mom Radio? Go to wordofmomradio.com and register as a guest. We want to tell your story because when you win, we all win. We all know a survivor. Some of our friends and family have made it through difficult times. Some of us don't make it. Losing a loved one to cancer, a car accident, or any other unfortunate event can be crippling and unavoidable. But one of the hardest subjects to talk about is suicide. Too often, our youth decide that leaving this place is easier than facing the struggle forced upon them every day. More than one in four children go through some form of bullying or another. Most of us survive with scars, but for some... The inner demons created cannot be recognized or treated in time to ensure they make it through. Bullying in every form is very much avoidable. It starts with me and it starts with you. This is Kelly Carius from No Such Thing as a Bully reminding you to do your part when you see bullying happen. If you don't know what that is, call 403-447-4404 or go to nosuchthingasabully.com. Don't let the name fool you. Stadiumbags.com is not just for sports fans. Our clear bags make it easier for you to get into any venue that you go to. And in today's world where we are so concerned about germs, the materials that our bags are made with are strong enough to stand up to the solvents that you can use to clean your bag so you know you come home safely. So check out stadiumbags.com. You'll see why we are the clear choice because safety, it's in the bag. And we're back here on Word of Mom Radio. We are talking with Susanna Dabda about the shoe consultant. 
and her fabulous business. So how do you like step-by-step, I'm coming to you, I'm a new brand Mm -hmm. and I want to start a shoe business. What do I do? So if we're working one-to-one, I'd want to see everything you've done to this point. So some people will have created some in-depth pitch deck. Some people may just have a few sketches. Some people, it's all in their head. And so, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll chat it through. So I want to see kind of where you're at so I can help you fill in the gaps because there are often things that maybe have been missed or you didn't know that you would need to do. We would always start with who is your customer? That is the most important thing. That is how my How to Start a Shoe Brand online course starts. And it's also how, where we start when I work one-to-one with clients also. Because everything you do is about your customer, is about delighting them, you know, is about creating the shoes of their dreams. And if you don't have them in mind, you can go quite easily off track. If you've got them in mind for every decision you make, then that's when you, you've got a really good chance of having a successful business. Do you find that there's an underserved market in the shoe market, or do you feel that it's kind of equal? There are many underserved markets, yeah, within, within shoes. Still, I, I've seen many shoe brands over the past few years look to serve women with wider feet and women with larger feet. Still, there are opportunities in those areas because so many of the shoe brands are actually owned by men. You know, even many of the women's shoe brands that we know, they're they're owned by men. A lot of the upper management is male and they don't really have customers at heart. They have profit at heart. And for every extra size you create, there's more investment that needs to go into that so it's just easier not to bother Um, but but there are so many shoes that are too narrow for most of our feet um, that we all think we've got wide feet so I do think that that's quite an underserved market but there are so many niches so many people who are not being seen catered to and it's fascinating the concepts that people come to me with and the markets that it's a customer groups that they're looking to help. And, and, and every time someone comes to me with a, a new concept, a new customer group that they're talking about, I'm like, Oh yes. Yeah. And, and it's wonderful. You know, I love really getting into depth uh, with my clients about, about their customers and, and understanding them. And yes, yeah, it, it's, such a good experience for me. As the mom of somebody who wears between a 10 and an 11 because she's six feet tall, it's funny because my friend Stephanie, who's, you know, my, my age, a little younger, again, six feet tall, big feet. And she says to my daughter, you know, you're so lucky because when she was growing up, she actually made clothes for herself and shoes because you couldn't find anything. Whereas now tall sizes and this and that, my daughter looks like a runway model. So she has those thin flat feet though. Mm. Whereas 
I'm a size eight, so I'm that, you know, average size with incredibly high arches. Oh, okay. Incredibly. So boots, for me, buying boots are, it's a nightmare, and I tend to buy used boots. Ah. I will go to a secondhand store because they've already stretched them out, but it's hysterical because very often the shoe, because of my arch, if it's got like espadrilles, I always loved those growing up, you know, with the cork bot, could never wear them because where they're cut, my, it cuts where my arch starts because if I'm wearing heels, you can actually see the arch of my foot mm-hmm. under the under part will come out of the shoe. That's yeah. how arched my foot is. And my daughter laughs. She's like, you with your ridiculous arches, I have flat feet. You know, how come we didn't get in the middle here somewhere? But so it's very interesting to me. And I don't know if you remember a couple of years back, that trend where women were actually having a bone taken out of their feet to make them narrower. Because mm-hmm. you were saying so often the shoes are, are way too narrow. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I almost did a show on that, that it was like the idea of women actually altering their feet or the women that take out a rib because mm-hmm. they want their waist to be smaller. Like, what are people thinking as opposed to people just designing things that fit your body? Right. I applaud what you are doing because you are helping people to find those niches that need to be served. And mm-hmm. instead of, you know, saying, yes, women, go all to your feet. It's like, wait a minute. How about we make shoes that fit them? There's exactly. a concept. Mm-hmm. Ooh, you know, I mean, seriously, you look at men. My brother is a triple E. Okay. With that big, fat, white foot of his. <laughs> Growing up, that was a nightmare for him. To try to find now, you know, so again, because of people like you who help broaden people's perspective on what they should be creating, these -hmm. are the things that are happening. So got to ask, because, you know, you launched your business, then you got pregnant. How have you managed to grow this while having your baby? And where are you doing the juggling? Okay. Well, my son has two parents. And I think that we need to expect more of the fathers of our children. And my husband and I, uh, for the past quite a few years, actually, a good three years, maybe, have had equal childcare responsibilities. And so both of us work four days a week, pretty much. And now my now my son's at school that means we get a little bit of me time also as in we have separate days off but um it's not all childcare or work there's something in between and that's very important i would say uh, but yeah that's how um you know he's not a superhero i'm not a superhero but that's what i would say is my son has two parents and we need to expect more from men because it works and one of the amazing benefits is that it's not always mummy 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 first um I get called daddy we're interchangeable you know 
<laughs> I'm not that special, and that's fine. <laughs> I agree with you. I really do. And I do think that men are really stepping up now. Mm-hmm. You know, I I was that woman who, when my ch- <laughs> my children's dad was in the shower, when our son's umbilical cord fell off, and I flung over the coat, and I was like, here's your son. And then 18 months later, my other son's umbilical cord fell off, and Danny was playing at his daddy's feet, and I flung open the curtain, and I said, here's your other son. And then our daughter's umbilical, same thing, the boys were playing at daddy's feet, and I'm like, here's your daughter. So that was always his time, because he was training for the Olympics. So Mm -hmm. we only had an hour and a half a day that he was around the kids, because he was either training or working. And I remember his mom saying, I don't think it's fair that you make Daniel bathe the children. I was like, I don't remember asking you. First <laughs> of, I said, but second, he has very limited time with his kids. Mm-hmm. And that's why they are as close to him as they are. And yeah. it's so funny because both my boys are dads. My first, my grandson, my oldest had his child. His wife, the first diaper she ever changed was her son's. So there's my son showing her how to change diapers, how to bathe the baby, because they had always been around kids, you know, mm-hmm. and my middle son, forget it. He could be Mr. Mom. He'd have zero problems, you know, absolutely zero problem. I'll work part-time. Nell can work full-time. She's thrilled with that because she doesn't cook and, and stuff like that. As much as she misses the baby, you know, daddy mm-hmm. is very capable. So I applaud women that are making dads like, hey, wait a second. We have two partners two parents. Let's do this. So as we are starting to wrap up, what advice do you have for other moms who are out there thinking about starting their own businesses? Okay, do it. Of course, you know, put in the planning, make sure your finances are in place, but it will change your life. It will be hard, uh, but it will be wonderful. And you get to create a business that is exactly how you want it to be and that feels amazing you know from an emotional level not having to fit into somebody else's corporate culture is so good in terms of personal growth Uh, it will it will light you up you will love it i love that how can everybody reach out to you susanna you can find me on my website, which is shoeconsultant.com. And I'm also on Instagram. I'm at shoeconsultant, um, same handle on Twitter. And you can find me on LinkedIn, Susanna Davda. I'm sure you'll put that link in. Um, but yeah, the main, main place is my website, shoeconsultant.com. You are really going to enjoy this website. And for those of you out there who have that passion for shoes and don't know how to get started, Susanna's got all kinds of courses and everything else on her site to help you step by step. So I think what you are doing is awesome. I really do. I just think this is such a great niche and you are obviously doing it right. So congratulations. Oh, thank you so much. I do appreciate that, Dory. No, you're welcome. And I'm, I'm just thrilled that you came and shared with us today. And for all of you tuning in, thanks so much for being here. We're going to close out with our fabulous theme song from Smith Sisters and the Sunday Drivers. So till next time, this is Dory DiCarlo saying go out and create a marvelous you. Bye for now. 
sure. She is sure. 